Sporting dog adventures run, that boy, run. That was awesome. Everything you Good need boy. is here. here under the sun. Everything you need is here under the sun. The Sporting Dog Adventures podcast is proudly brought to you by Saki Acres Retrievers. Whether you're looking for a black, yellow, or chocolate Labrador Retriever puppy, please check out our website for more information at www.sakiacres.com. You can also email Jeff at sportingdogtv at gmail.com or call 262-215-9683. And remember, everyone deserves a Saki dog. Hey, welcome to the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Fuller, and Happy New Year. So we had where we moved this year, and it was tough. We uh, had multiple properties we were selling. We had a new property we had to get set up. And the big thing that we were dealing with was just finding the time. So we're now at the point where we're starting anew on many things. Also starting anew on the editing program for the podcast. I struggled a lot. We had a new editing program that the computer system had suggested, could not get it to work, talked to Spotify, couldn't get any help there. Finally figured it out now and have it where we can be more consistent on things. It's really tough because I was putting out podcasts and it was a struggle because they weren't getting the views because it wasn't getting distributed because it wasn't up to the whatever specs they were looking at. Got it figured out. We're going to have one a week. Now that I can I can say that with a straight face, I promise it. I know we've talked about it in the past. We will have one per week. And we're going to start now with our new, new Year's resolution being, from the podcast sense, that we will make sure we put out 52 podcasts for you this year. With that said, I thought it'd be a great season or to start out here with season four of the podcast to talk about your New Year's resolution for your dog. Mine get my dogs and myself more exercise. It is incumbent on me as I get older to get out, get some more work. I also have dogs that need more work as well, but it doesn't always have to be structured work. We take Scarlett on something we call our Sniffari every day, which is a walk down the driveway. Our driveway is quite long. It's, it's over a, a mile walk uh, there and back. And we let her get some time, work within her obedience, work with her on carrying sticks around and having fun, and just get some overall exercise. I'm going to start doing that with all of our dogs in the house, getting them out, getting them some work. Whether it is just walking at heel, letting them go out and be a dog, or working with them on retrieves while we're doing it, we're gonna get out and get more time with the dogs so that as they get older, they are in better shape. And also, just for myself, it's it's like anything. I never have resolutions where I'm gonna go on a certain diet uh, because honestly, for me, it's a lifestyle change. My lifestyle change is that I need to be more active and get more aerobic exercise. And uh, why not take the dogs out and do that as well? I'm going to find some good places to go out and go hiking with the dogs, take them out where they can be off leash, where there's not that many people. Let them get work where we work them on distance and they're quartering because dogs are going to naturally want to run back and forth and recall. Just have them so that they're having fun and they don't realize that they're actually working on their training, but where we're working on that training while also getting some exercise. So that will be a fun thing for us to do this year. It is. Oh gosh, we live out on our new property. We have a fair amount where we can get walks here, but we're also in a great part of the southern part of the state of Wisconsin 
where there are so many trails that we can go on, which, yeah, they'll be busy here with the first of the year because everyone's going to say they're doing the same thing. But as we get into further times in the year, it'll be less and less people and we can just get more and more uh, exercise in different places and, uh, and get the dogs out. So that's what our goal is for this year as far as what we're changing at Soggy Acres Retrievers. We're no longer doing hunting dogs. It was a big step to walk away from that, but hunting dogs are a huge commitment in time as well as the physicality you need to have when you're working with them. When you get dogs in, you're not getting dogs in that are trained because obviously that's why they're coming to you. And it just took a lot out of me after having, I used to be in police work, got in a squad accident, went through a lot of surgeries and it was just every year was getting a little harder with uh, dealing with back and neck issues to try to get these dogs into shape and ready for the field. So this year, just doing some obedience dogs, not many, but I have my own dogs I'm gonna work with and just really start to enjoy why I'm in dogs. Put more time into my own animals and also more time into the podcasts, the breeding program and having the fun of it. So it's not as much, I guess, like work. It's it's hard to explain having done TV, having done uh, dog training at a high level with the amount of dogs we were taking in and success we had. It is a struggle because you are working more than you're getting to enjoy it, which you would always think that, hey, you get to, you have a hunting TV show or hey, you're a dog trainer. My gosh, you're lucky. Your life has to be so great. When you're working with one dog and it's your own, it's a lot less stressful and more fun than when you have 10 dogs in. And that is something that I want to get back to where I'm getting to run my dogs, work with my own personal dogs more, and just really get into the root of what I enjoy about working with dogs. So that's what's going to change more in our new year. Um, as far as litters, uh, we're going to do probably between 10 to 12 litters this year. We've got about half of those are already bred. So we do have room in chocolate, a chocolate litter, and then we'll have room in um, black litters, yellow litters, and chocolate litters that'll be ready this spring into summer and toward fall. It is something that when you think about getting a dog, think now to get into a litter and get a deposit with a good breeder because once we get into spring, you're not going to get a spring puppy. Once we get toward late spring, you probably won't even get into a summer litter. So think about it now. If your goal is to get yourself a dog and get a dog you can work with and get them out so that they're uh, ready for a fall hunt, remember, we have to train them before we go out in the field. Now is the time to get on your litters, get a litter that's born or going to be born in the next couple of months so you can put that training into them so when we get to fall, you have time so they're ready for the field. So that would be, I guess, what we're looking at for our New Year's resolution. If you can, do me a favor, comment on this on YouTube, send us an email to sportingdogtv at gmail.com and let us know some of the ideas that you have for yourself and your dogs so that we can use that for our future, our future shows. We always use fan feedback for future shows because quite honestly, it is something that it, it's just you don't think of it or if it's something that's common that is brought up over and over it's just good things to talk about as a topic because it gets people so that we all as a community can kind of grow from it um 
when we think about doing training, remember, as you look at it, training is about control. It's not about just getting birds out and working with them. Set yourself up this year so that you can be in a position to really enjoy your dog once we get into fall. And you know what? As you work with them, if you work with them where it's not a panic and you're trying to hurry and get stuff done, you get to enjoy them the entire season as you're watching them learn and learning how to be a teammate with them. So that's it for this part of the show. Next up, we're going to have our training tip, which is going to focus on obedience. And then the last part is going to be we're into a time of year that I've been looking forward to. And that is an upland time where I go to some gun clubs, put out birds, and just enjoy being out in the field with family, friends, and my dogs. All that and more coming up after this. Welcome to Boucher and Janesville, where customer service is our number one priority. Our customers come back to us because of the experience that we provide for them. We're here to make sure that we find you the right car, one that fits your budget, and do so in a timely manner. When we say we ride with you every mile, it means we care about you and how you are treated. Estamos con personal que habla español en los departamentos de servicio y venta. Our certified technicians are here to help you with all your service needs. Visit us today at Boucher.com. At Boucher, we ride with you every mile. It's Jeff Fuller from the Sporting Dog Adventures podcast, and I need a little help. Please stop what you're doing and give us a five-star rating. Follow us on the platform you're on. Give us a thumbs up. And above all, share our podcast with your friends and family. Our podcast will grow even more, and we can get more people involved in the sport we love with Dogs in the Field. Hey, welcome back to the show. We are back and we're going to talk about something that I have talked about several times this fall. I've been looking forward to it. It is upland time. When you get into the state of Wisconsin, especially the southern part of the state, the birds that are here for upland activity, the pheasants that are released, are released birds by the Department of Natural Resources. So they're not a natural habitat uh, wild bird. It's a bird that's released. Your hope is that we grow the habitat, we get to a wild population. I don't even know if that is something with current farming practices that is, it's sustainable or something that's gonna be accomplished, but yet it's great to get people out. So the DNR uh, releases birds. I will try to go on a few of those hunts in the fall, but at the same time, that's when I'm uh, waterfowl and deer hunting. This time of year, I actually jo joined a couple of clubs. We're gonna go out with family and friends release some birds, go out in the field and and uh, put them up and take them and then take them home after harvest and they're great tasting. It is something I have looked forward to because honestly, the dogs don't know if a bird is wild or released. They just know there's a bird out there. And it is fun because you can put as many birds into your field as you want and you know you're going to get some action and get some, I guess, good memories built uh, with family and friends. So we are going to go out this weekend. I've got my son, one of his friends that helps us a lot uh, at our kennel and my youngest boy. We're gonna go out, we're gonna put some birds out, have a good time, get some exercise and probably get a pizza after. Go back to our, uh, our hunting shack, relax, have some laughs, play some cards. It is just gonna be a fun weekend to get out. It's gonna get the dogs a ton of exercise and get us some as well. But if you haven't tried a 
what I would call a put and take hunt where you put birds out, you get to take them, try it. It is, yes, it's not hardcore hunting, but if you're in an area that doesn't have a high population of birds and it's also later and maybe past the season like it is now, you can go out, you can enjoy some time in the outdoors. So that's what we're going to do this week. Let me know what ideas you have that you do with your dogs uh, during the off season or during late season hunts. Send us an email, sportingdogtv at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you as well as other ideas you'd like to hear about our podcast and from our show. So everyone go out, have a great week. It's the new year. Let's start it off with a bang. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. Have a wonderful week and God bless. If you love the shooting sports like I do, you need to check out our friends at Mech Outdoors. They have fantastic products, whether you're looking at shot shell or metallic reloading, or you want to get yourself a clay thrower so you can practice up for the season. For more information, check out their website at mechoutdoors.com. Hey, welcome back to the show. It's the training portion of Sporting Dog Adventures podcast. And today we want to talk about obedience. It is the time to look at your dogs and get them in line. It is time, they've been loose throughout the season, to work with them and get them so that they listen, so that they're a joy to be around, and so that you can have them and work with them on your building blocks toward hunting season as we get into the off season. So now's the time when I start working with dogs on my obedience and over the next three weeks, I'm going to talk about what I worked with on the dogs that week. So this week I just got three dogs in and what I'm going to start with is I'm going to work with the dogs on a prong collar. A prong collar is also known as a pinch collar. It's got the prongs. I will admit that back when I first started training, I thought, my gosh, I can't put that on my dog. That is so mean. When it's used properly, it is a great tool. Now, when you look at stuff and people want to cry abuse or say stuff is mean to dogs, they'll say that could be used for something bad. If we get to that point in dog training or in life, you can always use that. I had someone that talked about collars, it was e-collars at the time, and said, yes, but an e-collar could be used for abuse. And I said, well, a rock can be used for abuse if you throw it at a dog in anger or in, in any, any sense, I guess, obviously. Duh. But we don't outlaw rocks. Collars are training tools. So a pinch collar is a great training tool. Why? When you get dogs in for obedience and when people have the point where they're going to work their dogs in obedience, they are out of control. So the pinch collar is something when the dog decides to bolt back and forth with great force, it corrects the dog. The dog is actually correcting themselves. When we look at doing dog training, we have to think about how dogs correct each other. How do dogs talk? Well, when dogs deal with each other, they will grab onto each other with their mouths on their neck, ears, muzzle. So the collar is on the dog's neck. You're speaking dog. They're getting a correction on their neck. And the correction is enough that the dog thinks, wow, that sucks. You couple that with a verbal no or hear or sit uh, with a little bit louder of a voice as a negative consequence, 
And you've got a dog that then is going to learn that, yes, this sucks. Where we fail as trainers is we need to use a lot of positive. As the dog is walking at heel because they've bolted twice and gotten corrected, when they're walking at heel, keep repeating the command, heel, good dog, heel, good, heel. When I get these dogs in, they literally look like kites flying down a driveway. The owners are getting dragged along. They talk about gentle leaders. They talk about harnesses. They talk about how they normally walk their dogs, but ultimately the dogs are walking them. When I have the dogs in, the dogs are getting corrected with a hard snap if they don't do what you want, whether it's sit, heel, or hear. And they're also correcting themselves when they're getting out of control. Within two days, I'll have these dogs walking at heel because they understand that if they're not there, they will be a negative. Again, it's not that you're trying to put the dogs in and give them negative correction. They're getting it because of their actions. But what you need to do is then give them a ton of positive. When you give them a ton of positive and there is a negative that is a correction they don't want and you're giving them a ton of positive, you are actually modifying their behavior so that they are going to choose that positive behavior. So this week is about working them on the sit command, the hear command, the heel command, and the kennel command, starting with the pinch collar, reinforcing it with the pinch collar, and giving them a ton of positive. We're teaching the dog to learn this week. So this will work out wonderful for the dog. The dog is going to be in a great place by the end of the week. And then next week, we'll start talking about how we're going to introduce an electric collar. So that is where we're at this week on our obedience program, week one. It's a three-week program, and we're going to go through this as we work with these dogs and they have success while they're here at our kennel, Saki Acres Retrievers. So that's it for this week's training tip. Thank you so much for listening to that. Stay tuned next for what is part of the year that I have looked forward to and can't wait to get involved in. All that and more coming up after this. Sporting dog adventures, run, boy, run. Everything you need.